the Gamer Feedback. What's going on, gamers? Jersey Devil here for the Gamer Feedback in our final podcast of 2016. What a crazy year it's been, hasn't it? I mean, yes, it's been pretty crappy up in the news with all the major headlines and things like that, but we're trying to focus on video games, and it has actually been a very solid year in the world of video gaming, uh, and there are uh, various games that have just made such huge impacts uh, in our lives this year, and uh, just like as is tradition with the Gamer Feedback, we are going to end uh, our podcast season with, of course, the Golden Feedbacks. This is our yearly award show that we hand out the best uh, games in various different categories, some great, some uh, not so great, uh, but uh, we will break it down for you category for category. We will give you what we thought was the best in those categories, and the thing to keep in mind here is it's all opinion-based, so you know, you're going to probably have games that you really, really enjoyed that we might uh, not have cared as much for. Just remember, this is all for good fun, right? Uh, this is just games that we played and we felt that as a group that, uh, you know, these are the games that stood out the most to us based on the categories we have set. Uh, we've been doing these kind of awards uh, way back since like 1990. We have records of old games that we've just broke down. We're like, hey, what was our favorite game of this year and that kind of thing. So we've kind of kept the tradition going for quite some time. Uh, and we are going to break down for you various categories and, uh, you know, we'll give you some examples of great games in those categories, followed by what we thought was the pinnacle of said category for the year. Now, we're just going to go right into this and kick things off uh, with the best portable game. Now, this is a game uh, and the award that is given to the game that is best overall on a portable system. Um, at this time, we at the Gamer Feedback feel that mobile games on cell phones and stuff don't really count at this time. I mean, there's going to come a time sooner or later where we might have to consider it. We don't count it. So all you Pokemon Go fans, sorry. You know, while it was a huge rage this year and it was it just sparked this huge, you know, influx of people getting outside and exercising for a change, it's not going to be in our little list for now. Uh, one of the surprise games that I would have to give an honorable mention to uh, is a download-only game for the Nintendo 3DS called Phoenix Wright Spirit of Justice. Uh, now, it's no secret to anybody that I'm a huge Phoenix Wright mark. Uh, I've been following the series since the first game, uh, and this game in the series, while I thought was a little bit, I was skeptical with the theme behind it, but it, like every other game before, it has just blown away my expectations. It was phenomenal. But it's not the best portable game of 2016. The best portable game of 2016 shouldn't really come as any surprise to anybody else. Uh, it is Pokemon Sun and Moon. Just the mere expansion, the fact that you can import or eventually will be able to import uh, your Pokemon through the Pokebank. Uh, just the story behind it, the very unique setting of the tropical Polynesian uh, area there. Uh, and of course, you know, it's Pokemon. You can't really go wrong. The formula is tried and true and has succeeded since, you know, the mid to late 90s. So I don't think it's going to slow down anytime soon. And that is our portable game of the year. Next up, uh, we have Best Soundtrack. Now, this is an award uh, I myself consider uh, and hold in very high regard. It's an award given to a game that has the best original soundtrack. Getting your blood pumping when it's action time or uh, tugging on your heartstrings when there's a big dramatic moment. 
Uh, voice acting isn't really taken hardly into consideration with the soundtrack. It's just basically background music. It's setting the mood for um, the game itself. So there is going to be a category where we do take voice acting into high consideration. It's just not this. And as far as soundtrack goes and, and themes and areas, there have been excellent examples of that. Doom, Final Fantasy XV, Uncharted 4, all of games that you're going to be hearing a lot more of as we continue on with this episode. But the best soundtrack, at least to me, I'm going to have to give it to a game that many people probably have not heard of or played yet. Uh, and it's a game called Rebel Galaxy. It's available on the PlayStation Network. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to play it, I strongly encourage you to take the time to do so. It is very Firefly-esque, where you're commander of your ship, you're sailing around, you're doing trade routes, uh, you can smuggle goods beyond you know, law officer borders and stuff like that. And the soundtrack is so reminiscent of Firefly, it is staggering. So it really sets the mood well, and maybe it's because we haven't had a new Firefly episode in, you know, 10 plus years now uh, but it's something that I really think uh, is an underrated game it has naval style combat uh, so it's not like you can get out of your ship and walk around or anything it's primarily all done on board um, but you know you, you try to get to your flank your opponent and get to the side with all of your guns equipped to it so it's like pirate ship battles but in space uh, I really enjoyed it I had a great time playing it it was available uh, for free on the PlayStation Network way earlier this year so if you haven't had a chance to pick it up yet uh wait for it to be on sale or something like that but give it a chance you would owe it to yourself to check out rebel galaxy next it's something pretty to look at the best visuals best visuals for this year given to the game that possesses the best looking visuals for the time including cutscenes, gameplay graphics and the like uh, now actual gameplay of the game is not taken into consideration. This is just visually immersion uh, and impressive. You know, that's what we're looking for. Who cranks out the best graphics in a game? And, you know, uh, games that are strictly thrown off of the PC have a very distinct advantage because if you have a powerful enough uh, GPU and video card, you could run something with really high definition and it looks amazing. But you also see those imperfections when you have that kind of power, and it really becomes noticeable when you're trying to run it at ultra-high settings. So, obviously, there were a lot of great um, visual games out there that came out this year. Uh, nothing is as immersive as the visuals behind uh, Battlefield 1. That was just such an amazing game with such, you know, it, it gave me anxiety playing it because of how stressful it was. Uh, you know, Final Fantasy XV had just these gorgeous landscapes while you're cruising around and you're in the regalia. Uh, Titanfall 2, giant, high-definition mechs. You can't go wrong. Of course, Dark Souls 3 with all of their horrendously terrifying creatures that just look so good to look at when, you know, they're tearing you apart. Uh, but all of them take a backseat to what is the best visuals for the year, and we give that to Uncharted for A Thief's End. To give you an idea of how in-depth these visuals were in this game, when you're in a scene where there's like a ray of light coming out, try to line up Nathan Drake's head with that ray of light. They've actually textured in the cartilage in his ear. Uh, it's just those little things that they do that really set it apart from the other games. So that is what we give for best visuals, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End.
Now, all these awards that were given out so far have been positive ones, you know, things that you would like to associate your game with. Uh, we do have an award that we don't really, you know, you, you don't really want to win. Uh, and that is the award for the biggest flop or disappointment. Uh, even the worst of the worst get recognized in this category, which is given to the most overhyped, you know, failed experiment of a game or a terrible story or, you know, something that, you know, causes a lot of controversy. Uh, this is kind of like I jokingly refer to it as the EA award because of all, you know, I usually give it to games that do microtransactions out the wazoo or, you know, have day one large map packs and DLCs and stuff and stuff that EA is very well known and notorious for doing. Uh, but believe it or not, you know, I was looking at the nominees and the things that I've looked at this year. EA is nowhere really to be found. Uh, you know, Tom Clancy's The Division, which had huge server issues upon release and is still a game where once you hit max level, it becomes toxic hell for anybody. So that's, you know, kind of a very big disappointment for me. Uh, they haven't really added a whole lot to the game to improve that either. So, you know, it's hard for me to, you know, it, it was a big disappointment for me at least. Um, Star Fox Zero, I mean, how hard can you how hard is it to not mess up a Star Fox game? You know, just remake Star Fox 64 over and over again. I will buy it. I will pay full price for it. It's one of those things that I just love so much to do. Keep the cheesy dialogue. That's fine. But Star Fox Zero just, they want to make use of that Wii U gyroscope aiming, and it's just so painful to play. Um, but those all pale in comparison to the largest disappointment of 2016, not counting current events, celebrity deaths, and things like that. And I'm pretty sure everybody would know what wins this one. No Man's Sky, you win the biggest flop disappointment of 2016. You are the best 20-minute game ever. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the first 20 minutes. Got to go out and explore a world and, you know, procedurally generated until, you know, I started to find out and realize that all the games are essentially the same. The planets are, you know copy-pasted with a certain it just seemed like i was landing on the same planet over and over again yes the weather was different but i mean it was still the same kind of grind fest to get you know off the planet grind materials move on to the next planet and then you go the idea of the game is you're trying to get to the center of the galaxy and by the time you do oh guess what you're now on another galaxy you get to start all over again uh you know they they promised a lot with this game they promised uh, you know, player interactions, factions, things like that, and they just completely failed on every level trying to make this work. Now, I will admit they have released a patch just a couple of weeks ago, uh, just at the end of this year, and uh, it involves a uh, base building and creating a base, and there was some fun to be had with that. I did play it, I picked it back up again, uh, started playing it a little bit more. Uh, it is a lot of fun to do, but again, it's one of those things where you play it for like about an hour or so and you get tired of it. And then there's back to the monotony. So it's it was a, such a letdown. And I knew it wasn't going to be this great thing that they were promising. I knew they weren't going to cash in on, I would say, maybe 50% of their promises. But this is like almost 90% of the things that they said they were going to release with the game. They just didn't come out with. So I feel it's very bare bones. It should be in alpha, you know, at the very least. Uh, but um, it is what it is. So sorry, No Man's Sky. You get the biggest flop and disappointment for the year. Next up, 
is my favorite category. My favorite category because I am a story-driven gamer and the best story in a game is awarded to a game that contains the best story, usually involving excellent voice acting, so we do take that into heavy consideration. Uh, Well-designed and developed characters, great presentation, uh, and you know, just things that just make the game really engaging and fun to play. There were a lot of very big surprises, as well as a lot of games that I was expecting to come through with flying colors, and they did. Uh, Final Fantasy XV has an excellent story, one of the best stories in a Final Fantasy in a very long time. Mirror's Edge Catalyst, I felt, had a solid story to tell, uh, for a prequel, no less. I didn't think it was going to be that good, but I was kind of blown away by it. Um, you know, Deus Ex Mankind Divided... Uh, Titanfall 2's campaign was surprisingly really solid. It was a little short, but it was enough to get me really into it. Uh, and I do want to give a special shout out to the Technomancer. It's a game that you know not many people realized it was out, and it didn't really. Mean, it was one of the most underrated games I felt this year, uh, but it did have a pretty decent story to follow along with. I did enjoy the lore that they set up with that uh, game there, and I wish I could see more of that. Uh, but we already had one. We've this game's won already once today, and it's gonna win again. Uh, best story in a game this year goes to Uncharted 4: A Thief's End. Solid, from beginning to end, we get to see the life of Nathan Drake. Uh, it's so cool to see, especially towards the ending where it wraps everything up in a nice, neat package. Uh, they said it's supposed to be the last Uncharted with Nathan Drake in it. Uh, I'm kind of hoping that they follow through with it because that was just an excellent send-off for him. And the game itself is, you know, one of the best that came out this year. Next up, we have Most Innovative Original Slash Non-Sequel Game. Now, this is an award given to a game that does something rare, never before done, maybe coming out with a unique mechanic or feature, something to that line, you know, something to that effect. Um, I don't know why our chiming thing went off there. That's weird. But um, it's a game that... Uh, you know, or maybe it's just a new uh, intellectual property. Uh, it brings me to something original. Because in today's day and age, you get games that are pretty much sequels or copy pastas of other games, and it just feels like it's rinse and repeat. So when there's something different out there, uh, that's when you got to give it, you know, the go-ahead. Rebel Galaxy, as I mentioned earlier, is a great example of that. No Man's Sky, even though it was a total disaster... I give them points for at least trying to take on something that ambitious, especially with a programming team as small as they had. Uh, I mentioned the Technomancer, Final Fantasy XV, all examples of um, those kind of games. Now, you might say Final Fantasy XV, that's, that's totally a sequel. It's, it's a Final Fantasy game. Um, a sequel is something that, at least in our definition, uh, that continues a previous story or takes place in the same universe. So... Uh, an example of that would be Final Fantasy XIII-2 or Lightning Returns. Those are sequels of a previously told story. Uh, Final Fantasy XV's, you know, gameplay mechanics, uh, spells, things like that, it's all completely different from previous Final Fantasies. So we felt like that is a, it should, you know, be at least nominated for this. Um, regardless of whether or not you think that's a sequel or not, it didn't win. The most innovative game this year goes to Overwatch from Blizzard and that was just a, this super fun you know first person shooter you have various types of things it takes like a MOBA arena style of gameplay and also um, you know just team ties it together with a great first person mechanics 
several champions with a couple more released throughout the year uh, and it just blew away my expectations I wasn't expecting much from it in the first place but it was just a solid game a game that I play and I stream regularly to this day now in lieu of best original game we also have best sequel gotta have a sequel right um, and these are games that continue a story from a previous game uh, it's pretty self-explanatory cut and dry uh, games that either have an entirely new story or setting, characters, they're not considered. So Final Fantasy XV, you won't find in this particular category. Uh, and, wow, what a year for sequels, wasn't it? You know, we had things like Doom, which gave great homages to the very original Doom for the PC. Um, Mirror's Edge Catalyst, I mentioned before, Deus Ex. Uh, Dark Souls 3, what a great sequel that was, too. I was just enraptured with that game, even though I still haven't beaten it. I, it's it's hard as hell, you know. It's not for the casual gamer like me, but uh, that doesn't prevent me from uh, not trying. I'm stubborn, so I, I'll beat it eventually. Um, but this year, the best sequel has to go to, and we've mentioned it twice already, it is Uncharted for A Thief's End. Uh, again, just wraps up the entire Uncharted series in a nice, neat bow. Uh, the gameplay was stellar compared to other ones where I always had this pet peeve with Uncharted. This pet peeve that, you know, oh, you know, you just unearthed this ancient ruin that no one has been in for 300 years or whatever. And, oh, by the way, an entire army is already ahead of you and they're armed and they know where you are at all times. I, I, I hated that aspect. Uncharted 4 kind of made fun of it in a couple of points throughout the game, and I never really saw that. So I feel like they really, you know, corrected that kind of an issue, uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed the presentation of the game itself. So best sequel has to go to Uncharted 4. Next up, most memorable character. Now this is an award given to an individual character from a video game. It makes a great impact, whether they're discovering and coming up with new recipes or, uh, you know, just uh, a character from a sequel that has, you know, you've known from before, but they just go the extra mile with them and they feel a little bit more awesome or badass now, like an Adam Jensen, uh, a completely new character. Uh, like, we thoroughly enjoy Overwatch's Roadhog. He's one of our favorites, you know, the hook. You see, you just the design of that character was just so cool to me. Um, but most memorable character this year, and I know I'm sounding like a broken record, but it was so good. It's Nathan Drake from Uncharted 4. It has to be. Uh, again, that story and that game just wrapped up his whole tale in a nice, neat barrel and a uh, nice, neat package. And he just shone through so well in that game. Next, we're going to have a game where I guarantee Uncharted isn't going to win. Uh, it is Best Fighting Game. Now, the world had a few pretty good fighters, especially towards the end of the year with the new uh, Blaze Blue game that was really fun, uh, you know, and stuff like that. But this is a no-brainer. It's Street Fighter V, easily the best fighting game that was released this year. It has the most depth. It has great characters, uh, and it has that mainstream exposure uh, for being an eSport where a lot of other fighters simply don't have that. So it's got to be Street Fighter V. Next. 2017's most anticipated game. This is sheerly an opinionated popularity contest with us here over at the Gamer Feedback for an award that is given to something that we feel generated enough excitement for us to really keep an eye on. Our guesses with these games in our elections, they turn out pretty good because they turn out to be really good games the following year. Um, 
This year, we give the award to Mass Effect Andromeda, due out in the spring of next year. Uh, it is going to hopefully uh, do great by the original series. It doesn't follow Commander Shepard anymore. We're getting a new guy-gal named Ryder involved. Uh, but it does take place a few centuries after the events of uh, the, the original Mass Effect trilogy. So we're looking forward to that game. We're big on sci-fi, so we're kind of hoping uh, that exceeds our expectations. All right, we're getting down to the main genres now, okay? So we're going to start off with Best Multiplayer Game. This is an award given to the game that features the most entertaining multiplayer experience. A lot of games this in this day and age you know, they need to have a solid multiplayer aspect as well for it to be truly successful as far as sales go. You need to have that replay value and dragging other players into it helps solve that problem. So, you know, a lot of times I feel that games that should be single player have this multiplayer mode kind of thrown in and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But this award is strictly for the online aspect only, the multiplayer features only. And for this, you know, Street Fighter V, I mentioned before, was fantastic. I mentioned Battlefield 1 had this amazing large multiplayer shootout. Oh, playing on, like, you know, 16 versus 16 maps are huge. But I'm going to have to give it to Overwatch. And that's simply because, as I mentioned before, it was one of those games that just takes multiplayer gaming. And, you know, it's not even so much you get angry. I don't rage when I play Overwatch. You know, there's not as much salt, at least not with the community that I have seen, because the matches are so fast. They happen so quickly, just like with Rocket League last year. You know, League of Legends, I feel, will never win this simply because, A, the community is garbage most of the time. Uh, there's a lot of really nice players on League. I've met a lot of them. It's just really hard to... You know, and you have this time commitment, right? League of Legends, you know, a simple, a typical Summoner's Rift game lasts for like, what, 30 to 45 minutes on average? So, you know, even if you roll them and go 20 minutes, that's still 20 to 45 minutes or longer uh, to finish through the game. And that's a lot of investment. That's a lot of skill. That's a lot of consistent, you know, movements and mechanics and things to keep aware of. Overwatch, you have a lot of that, but it's in a much shorter time frame. So, okay, we didn't do well this game. Let's refresh and try again next game. Uh, so I, I really enjoy Overwatch for best multiplayer game this year, and those are my reasons why, uh, as well as uh, the rest of the folks that play with us on the Gamer Feedback. Next, best RPG. This is given to the best role-playing game. Now, RPGs here at Gamer Feedback are games that can have action-style elements but require... Uh, moral decisions, dialogue options, basically, you know, you're role-playing a character. You know, things like uh, Skyrim would be considered a role-playing game. It's an action, very action-heavy, but you're playing the role of the Dragonborn. You are leveling them up, their skills up from the ground up, uh, and uh, stuff like that. Dark Souls, for example, would not be a role-playing game. That's a straight-up action game. Because, yeah, you get skills that you can level up, but it's pretty much, you know... It's, it's a linear kind of thing. Best RPG for this year is shouldn't come as any real surprise. It was a game that I had a lot of hope for, and they delivered in spades. Final Fantasy XV. Back at the king of the RPG mountain, uh, and uh, rightfully so, because the game was just amazing. Uh, I'm still in the middle of sinking in like my 100th hour into it, especially now that they're releasing things like a new game plus and stuff like that. That'll help with the replay value, I think the optional bosses for the events are really cool that they throw in. 
So um, I'm going to have to give the nod to Final Fantasy XV. All right. Down to the last two awards now. And uh, before uh, we get too far into it, uh, I want to give a sidebar to you guys and let you know, if you're going to PAX South this year, it's in San Antonio, Texas, end of January, uh, the Gamer Feedback is actually hosting our own panel. We are throwing a contest for Name That Video Game Tune. Uh, we're going to have songs from various games from the NES era all the way up to today. And uh, it's basically contest-themed. We're going to pull people up on stage. They're going to play the game. They're going to have a contest. Winner gets cool prizes. Losers get cool prizes. We're going to give out t-shirts. We'll have swag for everybody who plays along. Uh, we invite you to come check us out and uh, see us and say hi to us. You know, It'll be myself, just Chris, and Mikey TD are your usual league players that you see on our streams over at uh, on my personal Twitch stream at Jersey Devil. Uh, so by all means, say hi to us when you see us. Uh, we look forward to seeing you over at PAX South in San Antonio. All right, moving on. We have the last two categories. First, best action game. Now, this is a game that excels in an action style of the game, be it third or first person shooters, uh, you know, action style games like that. It's graded primarily on the combat or gameplay system and replayability and control scheme. So you got to have the tight controls and, you know, it's got to be, you know, a game where I can pick it up dive right in and have a lot of fun without you know too much cumbersome control issues or you know a, a complex combat style system that takes forever to learn things like that uh, or at least if you're gonna have to make me learn in a you know a comprehensive thing uh, make it in the game you know don't make me play through like a five-hour tutorial just to learn this stuff battlefield one overwatch as I mentioned before uncharted 4 doom they're all great action games uh, even like I had mentioned with Uncharted, who has won so many awards already. Uh, but I have to give best sheer action to Dark Souls 3. Because it is a game that has thoroughly kicked my ass time and time and time and time again. I still haven't beaten it yet. And it's for that reason, that challenge, uh, that I have to give it undue respect for best action game. Because the action behind it is amazing. You know, just getting from boss to boss... Or even just normal enemies that you've never seen before. You're like, oh crap, what? How many different ways can they murder me? Is pretty much what you're thinking when you play Dark Souls. And Dark Souls 3 does it in such a fantastic way. There's a lot of exploration involved uh, to really get the gist of why you are where you are, the role of the Ashen One, the Lords of Cinder, you know, all that stuff. It's just such a great, solid game for an action title. Finally, here we go. Best game. This award is given to the game which provides the most complete gaming experience, excelling in all aspects and categories as mentioned before. Uh, and we also note that a game may win best game even if it didn't win that specific genre's award. Uh, an example of that, uh, way back in 2009 we gave the best action game uh, to Batman Arkham Asylum, but because Batman was straight up single player and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 had such a fantastic multiplayer attached to a really engaging story, we gave Modern Warfare 2 Game of the Year. Uh, and this year is actually going to be the first time since 2009 where we also changed that. Um, there have been fantastic games this year. There's no lie. You know, Titanfall 2, uh, Gears of War 4, Final Fantasy 15, Overwatch, Dark Souls 3, Doom. The list goes on and on and on. But it's going to have to go to the game. It's won all the other. It's been the, the majority winner so far this year. And for good reason... Uh, the final tale of Nathan Drake, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, wins the golden feedback 
for best game of 2016. All right, and we hope you enjoyed the podcast. That's our list of our awards for games of the year. Uh, you know, feel free to make fun of us, pester us, say you're crazy, you're out of your mind. Swing on over to www.thegamerfeedback.com. Uh, leave a comment note for us to let us know how nuts we are. Uh, also, like us on Facebook. Just search The Gamer Feedback. You could tell us on our Facebook page as well. Um, but uh, tell your friends about us. Get us to follow us. You can follow us on Twitter as well, at Gamer Feedback. And as we said before, we're going to be over in Pack South. So visit our website. Support the streamers that we support so we can get the word out. Uh, and just have fun talking video games, guys. Uh, we are about to steal away for the rest of 2016 on our annual sabbatical vacation. Uh, we'll be back in January for more podcasts, more reviews. Uh, but don't worry, during that time, I will personally be streaming. You can find me at twitch.tv slash jersey underscore devil underscore. So for the gamer feedback, this is the Jersey Devil saying... Have a great rest of 2016. Merry, happy holiday, Christmas, Hansa, Kwanzaa, whatever holiday you decide to celebrate. Happy New Year, and we will see you in 2017. Game on.